0: hello welcome to psychopath in your life i'm your host diane emerson today i'm going to be talking about blood um the fda just gave emergency approval to for the first coronavirus blood test that can detect when people have become immune to the infection and then hopes they can return to work and jumpstart the economy well i have a lot to say about that but for today i'd like to well Dr. Oz is also all over the place talking about these new wonder drugs and the blood. So I'm definitely going to be talking about blood the next couple of days. But first I need to sort out what I need to say about it because I have a lot of thoughts about it. But for today, let's talk about the people behind the blood, as in the American Red Cross. I could have gotten in the weeds about this for months right now. So let um, let me give you some examples because we have the American Red Cross here in the United States and I'd like to describe who they are, who are the people in charge, and give you an example of the work they have done in Haiti. Remember, this channel is for educational purposes only, so you can take this information and then decide whether giving blood is a good idea or not. So let me give you a little bit of the background. The American Red Cross was established in Washington, DC on May 21, 1881 by Clara Barton. She became its first president she had organized some meeting and i'll just skip over this stuff but the interesting part was this started with the um english evangelical lutheran church okay and they also the original founder was um some guy from switzerland and he had um he started the ymca so it's a christian organization anyway so the american red cross goes by the letters ARC, is also known as the American National Red Cross. It's a humanitarian organization that provides emergency assistance, disaster relief, and disaster preparedness education in the United States. It is the designated U.S. affiliate of the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies, and the United States movement to the International Red Cross there's these, Red Cross is in some places, then they have this Red Crescent in other places. And the logos will be up on the screen for you to take a look at. They basically, I I saw a lot of red flags in these people. First one was that they um, are immune in all the countries, which kind of reminds me of the folks of the United Nations. Um, They're also immune for what they do in other countries. So they, um, I I caught the... American one kind of surprised me because um, they do relief work in other countries and at the end I'll talk about what they did in Haiti okay so what they're they have this blood services partnership and what it says is every two seconds someone in America needs blood boy a nation of vampires each day the American Red Cross is helping to save lives by meeting this ongoing need in communities around the country providing life-saving blood and blood products to thousands of individuals who need it to survive. survive. Cancer patients receiving chemotherapy, surgery patients, accident victims, and mothers giving birth. The support of the blood services partners ensures that the Red Cross can continue to provide life-saving blood and blood products to those in need by providing the safest and most reliable blood to those who need it. Of course, it does come at a cost when it gets to your hospital, but that's a different issue. Besides collecting blood, what else does the Red Cross do? And who do they associate with? Who runs the Red Cross in this country? They do international missions. They were in Haiti. And I'd like to highlight a few of them that caught my attention and let you know the team behind this. Very interesting team of people. I'll highlight just a couple of them, okay, that caught my attention. Like I said, I could be on the weeds about this deal for months now, but... Since 2001, American Red Cross and our partners in the Measles and Rubella Initiative have vaccinated children in places such as Kenya, Benin, and Ethiopia to protect them from these deadly diseases. It costs about $2 to vaccinate a child against measles, rubella, making it one of the most cost-effective health interventions available. So, yeah, so they're just not here in this country. They're kind of all over the place. So... Then I found an interesting connection. The American Red Cross, they sent relief shipments to flood ravaged Mozambique, and this was in 2019. Where'd they get some of their help from? Well, their friends at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They helped them with that relief effort. See the red flag starting to show here? So they've also been in, active in Haiti. So I wonder how that turned out. I'll get to that at the end, but first let's talk about some of the people involved. The woman that is not in a red dress is, her name is, um, I'll have to get back to her name here. Anyway, she's the current president of the American Red Cross. But there's an interesting woman that I spent a little bit more time on, her name is Bonnie, Bonnie McVean Hunter. And she seems to be a very important, very rich person. What does Bonnie do? Well, Bonnie is the chairman of the board of governors of the American Red Cross interesting Bonnie graduated from high school in 1968 so that makes Bonnie one year older than me and a couple highlights here that caught my attention in 2003 she initiated stop child trafficking to end modern slavery and children of Corellia I don't know what Corellia means but anyway so she got involved in 2003 um, when she was um, efforts to stop child trafficking sounds great right so anyway so then in 2004 she was appointed the first female chairperson of the American Red Cross and I think she still has that place I'm pretty sure but well, so I thought wow child trafficking let's see what that's all about so anyways so I dug a little bit here and stop child trafficking now was a not-for-profit organization founded by Lynette Lewis Hmm. she's an author and public speaker. And what caught my attention was it says they're no longer in business. <laughs> so this nonprofit organization engaged in advocacy work in an attempt to bring an end to the trafficking of children. It targeted the demand for human trafficking, focusing on pedophiles, child abductions, and child pornography. The group sought to have those who sexually abused children prosecuted and convicted. Caught my attention was the organization ceased to exist after questions were raised about fundraising improprieties. Okay, so I thought, well, who is Lynette and who is Bonnie now? So Bonnie has also been an ambassador in some country, which I forget now, but anyway, so and they call her Ambassador Bonnie Mc, Mc, McLevin Hunter, and she's the one you'll see on the screen. She's always wearing red. She's the chairman, and she has a very impressive group of friends because she has this really nice house in Palm Beach. She lives right down the road from, or did, from Trump's Mar-a-Lago. So she had a nice place there that somebody bought for her. She runs in good crowds. So she was the, um, some financial services CEO bought the property, property for her, and she sold it at a big profit. But anyway, so it goes on to say that there was this, these people go to a lot of galas and events. So you'll see Bonnie in a lot of red gowns and stuff. But she um, is also the CEO of a publishing company. And I pulled up some things about the 60th annual ball, which was held at the Mar a Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Interesting crowd of people. Um, I'm just going to pull out a couple of the people that attended this thing. One of them was very impressive. It was. Um, It was called the International Red Cross Spirit of American Ball. Hmm. Okay, and let me see here. One of her friends was um, Lady Henrietta Churchill. She'll be the woman on the right. She was the sister of the new 12 Duke of Marlborough. Impressive, huh? So then I started looking at some pictures of these people at this event. Quite a big deal. A lot of money went into this thing. So let's talk a little bit about Haiti. Poor people in Haiti. God, God bless those people because, let me tell you, Haiti has never gotten under the boot of these people. So I read across some information about Haiti, and the title was, In Search of the Red Cross, $500 million in Haiti Relief. Hmm, lots of money, right? The American Red Cross says it provided homes for more than 130,000 Haitians but acknowledges that much of that is made up of people who went to training seminars on how to fix their homes, received temporary re- rental relief, or lived in shelters like the, these in um, Bon Repos, which start to disintegrate after three to five years. So most of the money didn't go to home building it went to teaching people how to fix their homes or live in shelters. So Anyhow, so they were accused of different things, but here's an interesting comment from the attorney from the Red Cross. He said, the charity did not fail. When I look at where Haiti is today, I feel very good about the progress we have made as the American Red Cross and the entire humanitarian sector, he says. These days, this is end of his quote. These days, the American Red Cross is preparing to leave Haiti it's handing over operations to the Haitian Red Cross, another division of the Red Cross, next year. This was a couple of years ago. It, it's also getting ready to leave the hills of Campeche and its surrounding neighborhoods, where it will have spent $24 million. Twenty-four, Yeah, $24 million, and once promised residents it would build new homes. The residents here will get a new road and some homes, and schools will be repaired. But like much of the American Red Cross's work in this country, in the five years after the earthquake, this was not what residents expected. So, the organization, which in 2010 had a $100 million deficit, outraised other charities by hundreds of millions of dollars and kept raising money after it had enough for its emergency relief. But where did exactly all that money go? Ask a lot of Haitians, even the country's former prime minister, and they will tell you they don't have any clue. So that'll give you a brief overview of what the American Red Cross is about. And like I said, I could have stayed in the weeds on this one for months now. Um, But just give you a general idea of operational practices. And then I'll be back in a few days with information on why they're trying to get everybody's blood, because that's the key part here. What is the motive behind this searching for blood? Because it started out as a lot of guilt behaviors like hey give blood if you can't do anything else give us blood but it's getting much darker right now so it's going to take me a day or two to put it together so be safe out there and I'll chat with you then I'll join you in the comments goodbye for now